this is something I've been uh, waiting to do myself uh, with individuals uh, more than just one person at a time. And today uh, I have asked both of these young ladies. Uh, one is Raven. Say hi, Raven. Hello. And then uh, one is Kendra, but I call her Didi. So her, right her name is not Didi. Time, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Raven and Kendra uh, have, have joined me uh, so that we can talk about the subject of boundaries, but it is open to everyone. Welcome and hello. This is the Thriving Intuitive Podcast, formerly known as Unlock Your Destiny. I am your host, Raven Scott, a certified meditation teacher, author, and destiny coach. But uh, when it comes to boundaries, a lot of people feel their life is, uh, well, uh, often uh, stepped upon, uh, their boundaries are stepped upon, their lives are literally stepped upon because people ignore them and what they've set up to protect themselves emotionally. That's why we're going to talk about boundaries this time, and then we're going to get back together again and we're going to talk about uh, red flags, and uh, then we're going to talk again about self-esteem. So we're going to talk about, again, everybody, take out your notebooks, to talk about boundaries. Um, there are a lot of medical aspects and clinical terms that could be uh, thrown about, but this is a grassroots, per se, uh, open discussion between people in regards to boundaries. So let's have at it. Who wants to start it off first? When it comes to boundaries, technically from your standpoint, what is a boundary? Well, for me, uh, a boundary is really a place where you've set a, a clear guide for yourself to say, I'm not mm -hmm. going to allow this specific thing into my life anymore. And then um, really, uh, I think Raven's going to be here today to give us some tools of how to help identify those, right? And then how to respond to those. So um, yeah, I'm really excited today to learn a lot from Raven and how she coaches in that area. Uh, for those of you that are just joining, we're going to have a uh, free brainstorm available for you to work through. You can do that during this live or you can download it later. So I'm posting that in the um, comments right now. It's double dot theory forward slash boundaries. All right. So everybody feel free to take advantage of that. Double dot theory dot com backslash boundaries. Uh, feel free to check it out and see if it's something you can utilize now as well as uh, after this program mm -hmm. uh, before we do our next two parters, uh, the next two parts of this three part series. Uh, so this part deals with boundaries. We got a little taste uh, there, uh, teaser from Kendra. But I'm looking off screen here, and I'm looking at, uh, is it possible to identify a toxic person uh, when it comes to boundaries? Raven, help me out. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, I have a lot of experience with this personally. <laughs> I was trying not to. I was, I was trying to make it sound like, oh, Raven's just going to talk. I totally admit, I'm, I'm working <laughs> yeah, on being Yeah, you got wrong. a book, actually. You got yes, a book, technically. I have a book all about <laughs> narcissists specifically, but there are other people who are not narcissists who just love to cross over your boundary, either because they are needing something from you emotionally um, or they just don't realize that they're crossing it because they're just thinking about themselves and not even realizing that you have needs. And if you're not speaking up for what your needs are, they're not going to know, you know, and a lot of times the person, let's just say as someone who's highly sensitive may feel like they're always needing to say yes when someone's requesting something and then privately inside they're being resentful because they're like, oh, 
they're just always, you know, making me do this. They're always forcing yeah. me to travel there, there to their house and yada, yada. But when you step back and realize that that resentment is stemming from you just not creating that boundary because yeah. you're afraid, it always stems to a fear. Like they're not going to love me. They're not going to mm. accept me. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'll miss out. I know personally, I always felt, especially even with my family, like if I don't go to a family gathering, which is always at some particular person's house, I'm going to miss yeah. out. And that's going to make me feel really sad. But when I started to draw the boundary and say, especially for my kiddos, it was a far drive. I said, yeah. no, I'm not going to drive that far every single time. Right. It was able to flip that, you know, control for me inside myself. So I stopped being yeah. a victim and I'm like, I chose not to go now. <laughs> so it's yeah. really, it's really on me and I'm taking the responsibility that I can't feel sad about that anymore. And yeah. And really, you know, I've been able to have visits, you know, with that particular family member happily right. coming up to my house. And all I had to say was, no, not this time. Let's, let's establish this new pattern and boundary of going back and forth. And sometimes that's Raven. all it takes is communication. Mm -hmm. You uh, blew uh, uh, right past something in there that I think was a, probably a nugget, is. right? So, <laughs> so you had said that, you know, when you were starting to establish that boundary, you recognized that it wasn't for you. Um, I don't know if um, Mr. Paxton sees what we got here. But, oh. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? Okay. You, I was being really good. Uh, I didn't say that about the book, and I was gonna be. I wasn't gonna say a word. Oh, God, so but check it out. Ooh. I knew you guys would try something Ready? like that. So, Cheers. so I knew you would try something Cheers. like that. So I, I, yeah, I'm good. I, I got, got my too. So. And hey, before we breeze through this, blue pass something, right, Raven? Yeah. When you're talking about establishing a boundary, right, yeah. that you have this feeling of sadness, right? But I think that when people are starting to establish or even recognize a need for a boundary, there's yeah. other feelings, right, that come into yes. play. So <laughs> yes. you you have, you <laughs> talked about sadness, right? And that might be with that particular person or that situation, but... I know that there are other feelings too, like there's guilt, like feelings, an immense feeling of guilt, right? Um, and I've even been in situations where it's like, I I fear what they're going to say if I'm not there. Bingo, you know? absolutely. Yes. Yes. And I mean, I think that we could probably do an entire show on yes. just like the feelings uh. that come up when you recognize that a boundary needs to be put in place and that okay yeah. Let, yeah, let's let's guilt. start that let's start that now because this is what's weird about doing something with you both and i mean that in the most beautiful way possible mm. she said that about that that point you made raven and i caught it too and i went like okay we're gonna talk about that mm -hmm. because i want to know what is that feeling like though i've had it as well not only just Hey, I'm not doing it and I got to work up to say a no, but also what are they going to say if I'm not there? As you just highlighted, yeah. both of those, let's, let's talk a little bit about that and, and open yeah. it up. I'm just going to toss it to you, Raven. Uh, I have another story so a, I can share. Oh, wait, you, you got another story. Oh, can, can we do something real quick? I forgot. Yeah. Raven has a book. Feel free to take a look at it and see if it works for you. Uh, and uh, you will find some... <laughs> Some very interesting stories in there of what Raven has gone through. You, you have had your boundaries violated. Yeah, most of most of us have. 
Yes. But we're going to highlight you at this moment to take the lead in this discussion, and then we'll uh, go with Kendra. Uh, but feel free to jump <laughs> in if, if you'd like to, Kendra. Uh, but <laughs> when it comes, well, the dog knows boundaries because you keep telling it can't go outside or something. So when it comes to boundaries, what have you experienced, uh, Raven, when it comes to boundaries and whatever story you were about to share with us as well? I was going to share with you a story where I was in the healthy realm. I've got lots of stories to share with okay. you in the, the unhealthy realm. And I feel okay. like they could be a healthy good realm. example, but not so much on how to deal with it. Because when I okay. would have my boundaries pushed constantly every day, every night in my house with my ex, yeah. I would just, I would succumb to it. I wouldn't really put my foot down and I would burn myself out. You know, I was really upset and depressed. I leaned on alcohol, to be quite honest, and I became a situational alcoholic just to get me through because I would never say no. I would never stand up for myself. And even when I, when I allowed the boundary to be pushed, I was still mm -hmm. punished, emotionally punished, because he would be unhappy because of how the whatever was in his head didn't play out exactly how he wanted, even though right. I was saying yes, when I felt so much like, no, I need to go to bed. I got to wake up in the morning. Like right, that's right. enough of this activity, right. you know? And I just would always, always say yes, because I feared losing him to be quite honest. And that was really wow. the most, the biggest, deepest connection to that. Uh, trigger was the fear of losing him and thinking that I was nothing without him, which was a huge lie. He emotionally punished you. Is that what you meant? Yes. 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 Did, did you also jump on the bandwagon and periodically uh, or develop a pattern of emotionally, you know, punishing yourself too, that maybe you weren't being cooperative enough? I'm just asking. Oh, I don't, yeah. Um, yeah, in the moment, then oh, and in the morning after. So he would, you know, especially if you know narcissists, they their huge weapon is your apology. So he would be silent. So he wouldn't say anything. He would emotionally kind of shun me. He would cancel a vacation we had, whatever the thing is, like the whole yeah. I don't love you aura. And then the next right. day we'd go to sleep and go to work all day. I would be heartbroken, toiling over what did I do wrong? How come I didn't, I couldn't please him, you know, all mm -hmm. these things. And my friends would be like, well, you probably just need to get a new man, but you know, can't really tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> and I would come back home and say, you know what? I've thought about it. And I really, I'm sorry that I did whatever I made up in my head, that it was my fault. And he would yeah. run with it. He would take it and be like, yeah, you know, I, I really, I accept that. He would never apologize on his end. And you know, if you only just did this, if you were only a little bit better, and it, yeah, if you were only it, a little bit sexier, if you only drank one ouch. more drink, if you only wore this kind of heel, if you only wore like, and he would actually buy me high heels, like all these little tiny things that weren't, they were just band-aids and they weren't the core issue of this is a boundary that you've crossed and you're not respecting me as a human being. Right. Yeah. And even, yeah. even getting, getting the clothes or the shoes or telling you, or Technically, he was comparing you to whatever was in his head, uh, Which or was whoever on the was internet. in his head. <laughs> yes, I was, I, that's where I was going with it. That's it was all porn. I'm porn. Yeah. It was in his head. So, yeah. so he's com he's comparing it because he wants to live this fake lifestyle that he's seeing yeah. uh, through porn. Yeah. He still is violating you and your boundaries because he doesn't see the beauty of who you were in that moment. Right. And that from that moment, you became who you are now. That he didn't see the the growth 
that he could benefit from by being around you. And mm -hmm. well, his loss, his loss at this yeah. point. But but yeah. when it comes when it comes to boundaries, and having someone violate that, Kendra, I, ha I tell me please, what are some of the things that you recognize a person can do when their boundaries are violated? Are there any things that they could do with their time or their mindset so that they can navigate their life and get their dignity back and self esteem? Mm -hmm. I think you know, for me, I think identifying a boundary is step one um, because I think a lot of the times we walk through life and we get like this uh, like feeling in our gut right like this doesn't feel right I don't like it yeah. might be your relationship with your friend right it might be your relationship with your significant other or a peer or a boss um, you know and one you have to be able to start identifying those um, like what the feeling is before you can even like formulate, like I have a boundary issue. Right. And then two, like, what is my boundary going to be? And then yeah. I have to get a plan in my mind to say like, the next time this happens, here's the reaction I'm going to try. Right. And it, it's probably not going to work the first time. And it's probably going to be really uncomfortable the first time. Um, I'm going to have to keep trying and practicing it until I have the reaction that I want in um, making sure that that boundary is something that is uh, effective for me. And if the reaction mm -hmm. is shame and guilt, that shame and guilt is something that can be worked through because eventually it will go away if a person works on it, right? Because the shame and guilt comes from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Something is making a person feel guilty for standing up for themselves. Yeah. Did you, did you experience that? Have either one of you experienced that? When you stand up for yourself, you felt that guilt or shame or that maybe I should just say yes and go along? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I oh, yeah. a lot of that in, like, um, in professional environments because I am like such a people pleaser and I think that I'm always trying mm -hmm. to achieve things and do things. I try not to be right. like, you know, a perfectionist, but like I'm trying to achieve things at a high level. So I take right, right. personally if... Um, you know, if they're saying like, you know, if, if there's an issue where I had a boss that would literally just yell about everything. And I'm like, I have got to, because I had a whole group of employees underneath me and wow. like, they're all looking at me and my reaction, right. To that yeah. supervisor relationship. And so for me, I had to really work hard to like, A, identify like, Obviously, I do not like this, but I was trying no. so hard to get some uh, things into place about, you know, what's my next reaction going to be? How is this going to be if um, if this occurs? So it was a, it was mentally draining to say like, if this happens, what should I do? But I right. had to do that hard work to get to a place where I had to say like, this isn't working for me. And if yeah. you want a reaction from me in the way that you need me to work, you need to do something different. Right. Did you feel, but I'm just curious to ask, so did you, did you feel the need to, to stay small when he yelled so that you could process, well, well, maybe I should react the way he wants, or did you feel, you know what, I'm not going to react the way he wants. I don't like people screaming at me or mm -hmm. how did it work for you? Well, it was uh, actually, because this happens to people all the time. I'm just saying this happens to people all the time who are, you're, you're, you're a team There's person. Lots of you are like that. Yes, mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking. 
you're a team person. I just can't see somebody yelling at you. But no, I'm just saying you, you seem like you get along with people. Too. Yeah, I was gonna, that's what I'm thinking. He must <laughs> just be a really cranky, cranky person, man, because you're easy to get along with. But go ahead. What was it yeah. like for you? Were you thinking, well, you know what, maybe I should change and mm -hmm. just get in and be like everybody else? Yeah. Or did so, you feel I should just be invisible? Yeah, I think um, I had a, a bunch of different forces pulling at me all at one time, right? It was actually a female supervisor. I had taken this position and mm -hmm. I was um, working for a female boss who was very well known for... Wait, the female boss was a yeller? Oh, yeah. And she oh, was it a guy? Like, it wasn't a guy? Hey, Raven, we got that wrong. Oh, we got okay, that so, wrong. So, 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 so was, yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm oh, so this sorry has, this to is, all the men. That was yeah. such a stereotype. Is, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be sorry to him yet. Hold on a second. Maybe, maybe yeah, take well go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, she was very well known for this, like, <laughs> these dramatical, theatrical performances, like, in the workspace <laughs> and stuff. And I actually had worked in a different arena before this, and I, okay. um, I took this management position under her, knowing full well what to expect, because I had worked in, in different relationships in the past, and yeah. I had been able, because of my position previously, to nip it in the right. head, like, really easily. Oh. Say, like, hey, like... Trust me, I don't so report you, to you. I can. You're I can ready. Take, yes, I was ready. ready. I, was like, I got this. You're ready. The relationship's on point, and then I get yeah, in the role, right. and I no longer have the ability to be like, I don't report to you. <laughs> you know, and so, so the role totally switched, right? <laughs> you sitting there going like, oh shoot, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got to take it or move, or, yeah. or 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 throw a tantrum. One or the other. Okay, yeah. go ahead. So go ahead. How'd you navigate it? Now, now so remember me, now, there may be somebody that watches this in your same position. Mm -hmm, so exactly. don't tell them something that will get them fired. <laughs> yes. Hey. They, yeah. they may need unemployment, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say? So I had an entire team uh, looking at me, right? I had, I had pulled up two teams. I was supervising two of them. And, um, you know, at the very beginning, like, Things, we went through our honeymoon phase, right? Like things were all good and cool. And then he was all nice to you and stuff. Yeah. 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 And then like, Devil, I'm Devil building... Wears Prada. She was being yeah. good. Okay. Go ahead. Yep. I was like building a good relationship and report with my staff. And then they kept telling me, like, this is going to happen to you. Like it's not if, but when. But we've been through three supervisors in three years. You know, like we got some PTSD here. And I was like, okay. Like I know she gets crazy sometimes, but like I think I got this. And then the first time, like, she came in in a bad mood, and it was like, like, yesterday I told you to make those posters orange, and today she's like, I swear I told you to make them blue. I'm like, for the love wow. of God, there is, you know? <laughs> and it would just be yelling over absolutely nothing. And so at first I was completely caught off guard because, you know, I, I don't have a lot of experience with that type of behavior in the workplace at least at that point in my career and right. so i was in shock at first and then i was like really looking at myself like what what did i do wrong and it was like probably like two or three months of like okay if i just do it right then she'll stop being mad right mm. and i can see you, you know grievances. you know i guess that's i, I guess it. that's common huh well, no, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, as you grow up, you know, if you do something wrong, your parents either freak out out of fear or whatever, they yell and say, okay, this, put, get yourself in line. So when your boss does it, you kind of think, oh, well, I've done something wrong. Good but point. Unfortunately, Good point. 
your bosses, depending on people where they are emotionally intelligent wise, she could be stuck in ninth, you know, ninth grade or something emotionally, yeah, right. you know, and yeah. still operating as an adult and bringing that into you. Over the past decade, Raven Scott has first exited an abusive relationship, then found her healing and renewal through the very tools she shares in this book. This incredibly relatable story is a healing guide that weaves a story of an empath growing up, struggling with codependency, and loving a narcissist. It guides you in transforming yourself from low self-esteem, PTSD, emotional abuse, to a strong, confident, and renewed soul. Plus, it includes a bonus chapter on the basic overview of human design, your soul's unique blueprint. Grab your copy of this book on sale today, available on Amazon now. Well, that's it for today. My goal is to always keep it empowering, bite-sized, and helpful. Remember to take a screenshot of this episode, tag Thriving with Raven onto your social media feeds or stories and share the love. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. And remember, keep your unique light shining. Bye. See you next time.